for a second. Hi, I am Brent Feldman, and we are back with another episode of Mix and Matchbox. Today, I am joined by Maggie Holper. She is the Makerspace Coordinator for the Moberly Area Community College Columbia Higher Education Center, uh, better known as the Mac Lab. Uh, hi, Maggie. How are you doing? Thank you for having me today. <laughs> Definitely. Thanks for being here. Uh, really looking forward to talking to you about this. I know we had a, a quick conversation the other day and uh, and you had told me all about how cool the Mac Lab is. So I guess, uh, what is the Mac uh, Makerspace? Good question. So this is a Makerspace that we are part of the community college, but we are our own entity. So we are focused on the community as a whole, as a place for people who have ideas or businesses that they want to launch that need access to high-level equipment that they might not easily be able to acquire or gain access to. And so with short access classes, uh, they have the ability to then come and use the equipment that they're trained on. Uh, we're a membership-based community, so with monthly membership, any of the equipment you are trained on, you can then come back and use. That's awesome. I see a lot of cool equipment in the background there. And so, yeah, this definitely, it makes it very real. You're in it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. There's way more fun things than unfortunately you can see at this moment, but we're about 5,000 square feet of really cool stuff. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, a big, a big adult playground. <laughs> <laughs> very much so. Uh, well, that's cool. Um, what would you say are your favorite examples of like cool things, uh, you know, that have been made on the actual equipment? Absolutely. Well, so we focus on the what the machines are capable of. So I get, like making a lot of fun things in the space that you wouldn't necessarily think, oh, this machine can do this or that. Um, so I've been having fun. I'm a baker at heart. And so I've been using our laser cutter to make some cool rolling pins. So this is for shortbread cookies. Um, and it has our MacLab logo in it that I can just roll on cookies, you know. So that's just kind of fun. I'm also one who absolutely loves my dog, let's be honest, dog mom. Um, so, you know, etched glasses, magnets, that kind of stuff can all be done on the laser. Um, for February, we did a turn your pets picture into embroidery class for National Embroidery Month. This oh, is so Whitley. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then we're always just doing fun things like we have a long arm quilter. So you can see you can do all kinds of just different quilted things. Um, they, we just launched a new picture framing class. Um, so uh, we have... Uh, Conso walking foot machines, meaning they can sew through really thick materials. So this is a quarter inch thick of leather that we sew through to That's make amazing. this wallet. So there's so many, I, I could go on and on of the cool things that we can do in this space. Uh, I love taking people on tours and showing them the equipment and what they're capable of. Um, but it's, it, there's a lot. <laughs> if yeah. you can imagine it, we can probably help you figure out a machine that can do it. That's so cool. So I, I guess you get a lot of people who are kind of interested in maybe either you know doing projects or maybe even making their own product who are who are very Absolutely. interested in coming there. That's that's very neat. Um, you know, and I know that you feel like you know the Mac, Mac Lab in general is like you know very important to the Columbia area where you know the Mac Lab is. Um, do you think that more cities need something like this, and and why? 
Absolutely. We're in a movement that's a great time for entrepreneurs. It's a great time for the um, for the maker market, essentially, of a lot of people doing Etsy shops and different things. And so the ability to have a place where they could try out those things and make them and start smaller scale before they're ready to invest in a $30,000 embroidery machine or even a larger laser cutter, you know, um, it's a great place to even just get that small training in it too. We're not expecting you to do a four year program. We're expecting you to do a two hour class <laughs> and then you can come and test it out and use it and make some really cool things. And so, yes, it's a great opportunity. Um, and a lot of cities are doing that. They're adding them to libraries or part of community colleges, or even there's some that are coming up in elementary schools, wow. which is amazing. Just creating that from a young age, that innovative maker type of personality. Definitely. That's so cool. And, you know, you definitely you mentioned the expense part and and certainly some of the equipment you have there can be very expensive if, you know, an individual wanted to try to go out and per, uh, purchase it. But, um, you know, I was also thinking, too, that uh, for the people who maybe don't understand sometimes the manufacturing process or what goes into making things. Wow. It's just it's so cool to see that in real life and be able to get your hands on it and, and be able to do it for yourself. So that is that's really cool. Very um, nice. Cool. Well, um, I, you've got to have a favorite. I know, you know, with all, all the children there in terms of the machines, you know, what, what is your favorite child? I know, don't worry. They aren't mm. listening, hopefully. <laughs> oh goodness. I think it's probably a tie. Um, I do love embroidery. My background is textiles. And so there's something about doing embroidery, everything from our logo shirts to getting to, you know, turn my pet's picture into an embroidery is just kind of fun. Um, it just lets a great creative outlet for me, but there's something about the laser cutter. All the things that the laser cutter can do just amazes me whether it's cutting out the pieces to a box and it can do a full box in eight minutes um, or doing something like a rolling pin or glass etching, you know, that glass is cut in two and a half minutes. And wow. so it's just amazing how instant gratification I feel like you can kind of get from some of the laser things. Yeah. And so I think it's become kind of my new favorite to explore because it's not something I was using as much as things like textiles and embroidery, which is my background. Yeah, definitely. That's cool. Uh, it, it gives you a chance to kind of break out of your comfort zone. Uh, and that really applies to anybody. If like, you know, somebody was like, oh, I really want to reach into, you know, the, you know, 3D printing space and mm -hmm. try to figure out uh, that too. It's cool that there's so many things at your disposal. Well, even though I'm sure, it, you know, as you have 5,000 square feet, and a ton of equipment, um, there's got to be something that maybe you're still hoping to have as part of the Mac lab, uh, maybe even a lot of things still. But yeah, is there anything that's like high on your list? Good question, man. I feel like I'm always learning things that we should add to the equipment that we already have. Hmm. Like I've recently got additional hoops for our embroidery or an add on table for our vinyl cutter or that additional unit for a rotary that allowed us to do rolling pins and not just cups, you know? Um, so that's kind of been our focus right now is using the equipment we have and realizing its potential and adding things on that way. Um, 
as much as we have a lot of space, we don't have a lot of unused space. So, it, you know, there is the challenge of definitely my mind is infinite on the amount of things I would love to add. <laughs> um, but I can't see us adding a ton of big pieces in the future. I mean, dream, I would love to have a wide format printer because we can cut vinyl. I would love to be able to print vinyl. Um, but that's probably the extent of big things we may add in the future. Yeah, those are so cool. Honestly, the big wide format vinyl printers and the giant printers that print like billboard stuff and like giant banners. They're so totally neat. agree. Yeah. Just watching them work, I think is like, you know, it's like one of those meditative things. You could just like zone out and watch them like do its thing. Um, but that is that is really cool. Well, and um, I know that you were very invested in upfront in general and like actually really making the Mac Lab what it is. And I mean, not obviously, you know, you definitely you still are. But um, when you're planning out a makerspace like this, maybe for anybody else who's like, you know, looking forward to making one for their city or community or elementary, as you said, you know, how did you go about planning out the equipment as you know, you're going to obviously uh, have memberships or whatever, and, and people using that equipment, and you'd want something that's too full, you want enough, you know, the right mix of things. How yeah. did how did you figure that out? Good question. Um, well, one, I can say that I cannot take a ton of credit for the initial equipment acquisition. Um, a lot of that was done before they brought me in. Um, that was done with the initial, we got a MoExcels grant actually to bring in the equipment um, and start the renovation of the space. And that was all done before they brought me in. So I will admit most of the things were here. Um, but uh, it I did come in day one and as much as the space looked good, I was like, can I rearrange a little? <laughs> um, and so I think that was the biggest thing was actually coming in and being like, we have these amazing things. Let's make them oriented in a way that's a little more user friendly, um, in a way that the spaces can be divided, but it's also an amazing way for cross pollination of ideas. Mm. I, it, it's really supposed to be a space that it can be collaborative. You can jump from the embroidery to heat pressing the uh, adhesive on the back to make adhesive patches, you know, be working with your 3D printing, but it might be for a project that you're doing some woodwork stuff along with it. And so those areas are next to each other. So is metalworks in that same area. Um, the vinyl cutting is not far from the heat press, is also not far from uh, the picture framing, which also has a self-healing mat that we can use for the vinyl. So, you know, that's our big thing is knowing how it should be properly arranged. And I will tell you, when it came to development, my biggest thing was developing our website. Mm. Um, I actually looked at 19 different makerspaces, um, what they provided to the public when it came to things at the pieces of equipment, but also their resources that they provided and just found what seemed to be that right mix of things for us. Um, I also wrote our handbook, um, important thing, um, and our liability waivers, also very important thing to get us off the ground. And those are the things, honestly, that people think about less than they think about what pieces of equipment they want. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, you can have all this amazing equipment 
and want to acquire all of these pieces and then be like, okay, so where's everything going to go? And how's this going to be? You know, we have 25 internet ports throughout the space wow. because our equipment has to be networked and connected that way and Wi-Fi isn't going to cut it. So, you know, even that was something that had to be thought out really well. Yeah, that's amazing. That That is so cool. And I, I really love that a lot of the thought actually goes into potentially how, you know, the items would be used together, not just independently, but actually, you know, what may, you know, work well together yes. um, as, as a set of things or as, you know, multiple items. Um, but that that is so neat. And, uh, and yeah, and I'm sure a lot went in to not only the initial setup and the purchasing and acquisition, but I'm sure, yeah, you've had a lot of rearranging and stuff, just figuring out how, you know, watching people use some of these items um and i guess as you do kind of watch people use these things are there are, are there pieces of equipment that people seem to gravitate towards good question uh we are still new so i feel like you know certain spaces are definitely getting more use than others but i can't wait till it's all getting a ton of use um i would say you've got some people who are devoted quilters that come in every week to two weeks to come in and use one of use that quilter to work on a quilt top that they have um i have someone who's consistently coming in he does have a small business um here in columbia that does like t-shirt printing and graphics and that but doesn't have an embroidery machine so he comes in actually embroiders hats here cool um and so he's been consistently using that um have some people who come and play with the laser and do different fun projects there um, I actually had someone last spring who was actually building a model airplane for a competition. And um, so they were cutting the pieces of that on the laser cutter, actually. Um, and then I have someone who's consistently using our metal shop. Uh, he's building pantographs for jewelry. So essentially to be able to transfer a design from one spot to another and duplicate it. Uh, so he's been building the little pieces of that for months, and I cannot wait to see this thing come assembled soon. <laughs> oh, my God. You're producing so many good stories about, like, you know, yeah, like, people that are just actually using the equipment and making really interesting things. That's so cool. <laughs> it, it makes my job fun. I love, love, love seeing what people are doing. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Um I, all right. What about for the person though, that like, it sounds like you may have some people who kind of know what they're doing to a certain degree, but what would you say for the people who are like, you know, trying to figure it out or don't know how to use any of that equipment? I would say this is the perfect place. Then if you don't know how to use it, we're here to help you do cool. that. We're here to get you in and get you mentored a little bit on how to troubleshoot what your idea is. You know, uh, whether it's something, you know, if it's something I teach, well, then I'm always here to be able to help and assist. Um, but we also have great teachers for all of our classes, even those who only come in the one, two times a month to teach their class are just so willing to work with you on what your project is or what your idea is. Um, and it just is a place to yes in a short time get you proficient enough that we feel like you could safely use it on your own mm -hmm. but know that you're not necessarily left to your own devices after that fact cool 
Yeah, that's that's nice. As people are using some of this equipment, which maybe can be dangerous, and uh, and and my mother done like leather stitching before, and I know the gauges of those needles are uh, super serious, like nothing you want to you know just take lightly, or the laser or any of that equipment for that matter. <laughs> you know, you have to be careful. Very much so, and safety is our highest priority. That's great. Um, I you touched on it a little bit, you know, as in people with businesses are already kind of coming in and utilizing it. And I love the idea of like, you know, the guy who has a screen printing shop who's like, hey, I'm gonna actually embroider stuff because I have access to it here. It's almost like augmenting their businesses. But um, yeah, or uh, uh, and that, and then, you know, maybe the jewelry maker. Are there any other people that you can cite that are kind of like running a business off of the equipment here? At this time, no. Those are the two that are really coming in and doing that. Um, I do know of someone who is hoping to come and use the quilt top or quilts. Sorry, excuse me. Come and use the quilter um, because one thing that you find when it comes to quilting is a lot of people make quilt tops and then they send them off to be quilted. They don't have a quilter. And so they don't have the ability to do the quilting of their quilt themselves. And so, um, we have people who are like, well, I can do that. I can come in and use the quilter and do the quilting for them or for myself. Um, and so that's a definite great one for being able to launch some sort of business. There is just the ability to do it. If you can do it quickly, if you can do it easily, um, you can do a lot with that machine. Yeah. Wow. All right. So this is a question from the uneducated uh, here. Uh, this is just, uh, Quilting, is, is that actually where they would sew like maybe the like fi fibers inside of it versus <laughs> the top? Oh boy, I don't even know. Good question. <laughs> um, so if you see quilts, when you look at all of the pieces and all the fabric that's different colors and creates different shapes, that's a quilt top. Hmm. Um, but the actual stitching on it that like holds the layers together that is quilting. Wow. And so essentially a lot of people who make quilts will be making a quilt top and making a quilt back, but they wouldn't do actually the stitching or the quilting of it. Um, and so like this here, it's just two solid pieces of fabric. There's not um, any design to the fabric, but I just use different thread and sew it around essentially to create um, this quilted design. That's amazing. And so that's what the, the machine is capable of doing the cool things like this for whatever your quilt top is. That's so cool. So uh, is there any scale limitation to that or could somebody make like a full size bed quilt on it? You can make a full size quilt. Our frame is only five feet wide with about four feet of uh, sewing space mm -hmm. on it at a time. Um, but you do what's called advancing of your quilt um, to go along the whole dimensions of it. And even one that is wider than that, you can essentially shift it sideways yeah. um, to be able to do it. That's so cool. I'm sorry. I just, now, right now, I want to come there and learn more things. <laughs> that's, uh, that's so cool. Um, all right. Well, I guess... Is there, you know, since it's, you know, you're starting the Mac Lab there, it's maybe the, you know, kind of one of its kind right now in in the area. Um, what is success for you? Like, what what would make you feel like we did it, we nailed it? <laughs> um, a hundred members would be awesome. <laughs> success for me would be a day when there's 
20 people in here using different machines at the same time. You know, I had my first day, we've been soft open since October, fully open since March. I had my first day a couple weeks ago where there were people using the space one part or another from the time we opened until the time we closed for two days in a row. And that was the epitome of success to me was like, it's being used. Yay. There's people here, you know, and it's not that we don't have people. We have plenty of people that have taken classes. We have plenty of people that come in occasionally and use, but we're still so new that there are times when there's not anyone using the space, which is great for those who do want to come in is right now the availability is really, really open to mm -hmm. use the equipment. Um, but success for me will be consistent use. Absolutely. That's awesome. Uh, that's cool. Cause there's, there is, there's, uh, an energy to it, you know, where you get a whole bunch of just creative people making things in one space. Uh, you know, I'm sure that's, uh, that's it, not only is it obviously good that everybody's utilizing the equipment, but it's got to feel good too, that, you know, pe oh, people are doing their things, you know? Yes. Well, and it's so fun when you do actually have a lot of people, even in the different areas, they seem to interact. Like I said, about the cross-pollination of ideas and being the, this place for collaboration, like, oh, everybody seems to want to know what everybody's doing. And so it's just fun when there's a lot of people in here doing different things, because even they almost want to see what everybody else is working on. Definitely. I'd want to be nosy. Yeah. <laughs> as uh, long as you do it from a safe distance. <laughs> definitely. Don't, don't get, don't get too close. I guess depending on what they're doing. Um, actually that, you know, um, your kind of push or urge to like, you know, come in, you know, check it out, learn. Um, that is definitely, I, I, I really appreciate that. And actually, um, you had just told me right before we started the podcast here about a new scholarship thing you had going on. So yeah, uh, I, I guess, yeah, if you could tell me more about it. Absolutely. So I'm super excited. It just went live uh, on Thursday of that we have the ability for those in the city of Columbia. So you must be a Columbia resident at least 18 years and up. Uh, but we have scholarships. If you have an idea, if you have a project, a business you're trying to start, something like that, that would benefit from using the equipment within the space, there's scholarships uh, to receive three months membership with the addition of two access classes uh, to learn different pieces of equipment. Uh, you also have the ability to possibly apply for renewal of that scholarship for an additional uh, three months at a time for a total of a year's membership. So it's a great opportunity for someone uh, who really wants to get in here um, to just get to try it out. Yeah, that is so cool. Uh, you have such a neat space available for, you know, artists, people that are just makers that want to get creative. I mean, like, it, it's fascinating. And, uh, and yes, I, I'm serious. I do want to actually come there and learn more about like all the different equipment. I, 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 um, if you've ever been a fan of like the how it works things or want to see behind the scenes. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just like, it's so fun um, because you realize how things get produced. And I feel like that's so like necessary and vital to come up with the next thing. And it's- Well, it's and I think one thing that's been amazing about makerspaces in a lot of ways is I feel like it's taken away that veil of what it takes to make a product and how scary it sometimes is to invent something or to prototype something. And it has made it so that we can just realize what we're capable of 
and what we can do. And it creates it as a space that's exciting and inviting to actually try something out. My favorite sign that I have here in vinyl um, is experiment, fail, learn, repeat. Because that's honestly a big part of what a makerspace is, is a space to fail successfully and try something out and know that you don't have to be perfect from day one, but know that if you have an idea, you can bring it to reality. And that is, yes, those who watch all of those home improvement shows or watch how it's made or those kinds of things probably have seen these things and have no idea how it came to reality. And our hope is to create it in a way that you can make it reality. That's super cool. That's very empowering, Maggie. Uh, I'm sure I, that hopefully this will uh, inspire people uh, to to definitely visit the Mac Lab or uh, you know uh, certainly another makerspace in their local area. But regardless, that that's very cool. I uh, I must say thank you so much for uh, for coming on the podcast and talking to us about the Mac Lab. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And anyone who's interested, visit maclab.com. Uh, it tells you more about our space. Awesome. Well, cool. Well, definitely. Thanks again for uh, for being with us. Uh, this has been another episode of Mix and Matchbox. We will be back soon with more content. Thanks. <laughs>